three, two, one. Oops. Nah. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. Check it out, check it out. Bringing you back to the old fucking school. Because I've been there, motherfuckers. That's why. Another episode of the fucking Alski Show. Right here. com. That's right. I'm a little excited. I got hits up in Sweden, Japan, Indonesia, Bulgaria, Norway, the Netherlands, Ireland, United Kingdom. Check this one out. I don't think I ever fucking heard of it. Estonia, Australia, Argentina, France, Spain, Canada, and Germany. Yeah, you could do your homework because this shit's all up on the fucking internet. I don't bullshit the cause because the cause comes to me. Follow the page, Alski OTC King. Follow the Alski Show page. Be sure to follow my sponsors. Stickerfied, Mr. Ryan. Be sure to follow at Gallery 448 from Down Under. Thank you, Karen. Special thanks to the Brother Greed. Last week's episode was pretty hot. Finally got a chance to talk to the brother. Great interview like all, because everybody's story is a good story. Big shout out to my brother Theme, KED Crew. Big shout out to Black Irish Rob. Marcha Arant. Go check out his page. The boy keeps on marching on. Give him a follow. Big ups to Family 561. King Belize, AFD family. The brother Sivo. The brothers Spiro and Teaser. NSK crew. Uh-huh. Fuji, GU Mobstar. Jim's BS crew. The brother Just, WF, we fam. Uprop Adapter. I don't know if I slipped on that one. Up Rock Adapter. Check out his page. To the brother, LSKSR crew, Can't Stand Rats, Allo TVT. The brother, Doc One, TDO fam. Shout outs to Rail Therapy. Check out the flicks on his page. Shout out to Bebop One. And two. The Eye of the Storm. Also, I just want to thank everyone in general. Please subscribe, download the app, or just click on the link. Check out my website, www.outtocrash.com. Always a sale. No inflation. Nada. That's right. I just love this track How many people know The name of this track 
if you can comment underneath the post of the Alski Show, the name of this track. Let's see, what am I going to give away? Should I give away a t-shirt, subway map? I don't know. I'll give something away. A sticker pack. Yeah. One of the three. I'll see how I feel. Tell me the name of this tune under the comments. So now I know who's listening. Because if you didn't listen, you don't know. So I'm not going to write it on the, the, the post. I'm just going to wait for the answers underneath the comments of the post. How's that? Does that make sense? If it don't, too bad. I'll figure it out. So will you. This week's guest, I have a lot of respect for this cat, this dude, this guy. That's right. Um, had his own show. Sad that it's gone. Uh, not from New York, that's for sure. Anyway, he goes by the name of Coop done much damage the host of legendary Thursday's graffiti podcast we speak on occasion we speak very long you know he schooled me on the uh, the freights and all that good stuff and uh, once again I gotta thank him for turning me on to the via cell phone interviews which broadens the horizon Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, let's see if we can get him on the phone. Shot me a text that he's running a little bit late, but we're gonna we're gonna reach out to him right now. Uh, how we do? How we do? All right, this is my favorite part when I hit the the call button. The voice call, FaceTime, FaceTime won't work. Uh, uh-uh. All right, here we go. Oh, shit. I just FaceTimed them. <laughs> God damn it. No. Oh, wrong one. Wrong one. Audio, bitch. What the fuck? Shut up. That's my daughter trying to tell me how to use my phone. Hi, Juju. No, say hi in the microphone. Hi. Oh, now I'm getting FaceTime audio. I'm going to have to turn them down. Hold on. Hey Coop, what's up? I hit the FaceTime by accident. Alright, you wanna do it on the you wanna do it on this or you wanna do it on the No 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 no. Actually, why don't you call me because I hit the button by mistake and then my daughter is telling me how to do it. I'm like, okay, I hit the wrong button. Alright, I'll call you back. Alright, call me call me back, brother. Call me back, call me back. Yeah, right. That, that, that little bleeps and blunders. Once again, real talk, raw and unfucking cut. Oh, hold on. Oh, why can't I hear? Is he on? Hello. I'm on. Can You're you on. Me? Yep, I hear you now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Technical difficulties with the podcast? I don't believe it. So. <laughs> what happened? I, I, technical difficulties with a group. That. Oh, man, you just uh, broke up. Hold on. Boop, boop, boop. Uh-huh. Oh, here we go. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, but for some reason it sounds like it's breaking up. Uh, let me see if I get a little more volume on your voice. Here we go. 
Shoot away. Let me hear. Let me hear. Can you hear me? Oh, I definitely hear you now. Yeah, all right. Once okay. again, I, I already introduced you, Mr. Coop. Yeah, what's going on? Same old, so, same it, old. It was nice talking to you for an hour last week. Oh, so. shit. See, that's funny because I, I mentioned that we do talk on occasion and it's always lengthy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you get two people to talk, you know, entirely, you know, too much, I don't know, like, or not enough. I don't know how you fucking word it, but... Like I'm not no stranger to talking a lot, so but yeah. Yeah, so. neither neither am I. I like talking. I, I always like to hear my voice. You know, that's kinda of fucked up that I <laughs> say that, but it's kinda of true. You know what my favorite thing is is when I when I upload the show, I love listening to the introductory, you know, with the music and then, you know, as we start to speak and then I like jump around. I mean I, I did the show, so I you know, I'm entitled to doing jumping around and I just love it, and uh, my wife is like, "Something's wrong with you." I'm like, "No, nah, nothing's wrong with me. Something's wrong with yeah, you." Yeah, something is. Something <laughs> is wrong with you. Yeah, <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> when, when, when I when I mixed Legends Thursday, I think it's like that was, uh, you know, like all recorded mixed by me. Like I hated listening to my own voice. I fucking hated that, and that was really? uh, one. Yeah, that, and that was a great consistency across all everybody that I interviewed and conversations but like you know 99 percent of them said they just hate hearing their voice i think it's something innate with people when they hear their voice in a different you know um in a different way from you know them speaking it just it just rattles around your ears in the wrong way you know hmm. that's that's what i always had you're the only person i've ever heard who said that they like listening to their own voice yeah, because yeah. I actually, fucking... actually i do when i used to dj i used to love making the announcements you know because like the dj thing was more like a a people party controller you know like mm -hmm. if i if i wanted to see some some piece of you know ass bounce around a little more I, I knew what to play you know what i'm saying if there was some yeah. ugly shit around you know i'd keep it you know on the normal stuff or whatever but i used to love making the shout outs you know wet t-shirts and all that shit you know it was great you can tell though you can tell because i remember when we did the one episode where we linked up i remember you talking about doing shout outs and i said that's always been really tough for me so i just never did them and then when i was listening to listen to the marcher aaron episode a few weeks ago uh, because I really like that guy. And, uh, you know, he's from Columbus, and I um, lived in Columbus for two years and mm -hmm. um, tried to paint quite a bit there. And, uh, and that's my depression was at a peak. So my paint production was pretty, you know, pretty significant there. But it was it was funny in that episode you were talking about shoutouts and you were a DJ, and I was like, that's how it's so fucking easy for Alski because, like, man, that's just like a bitch for me. I remember you're trying to coach me in. And, the last episode we did, and I just felt like a jack-off. I was like, dude, I just can't. Yeah, That's no. not my skill set. You know, I'm going to tell you the reason behind that. Now, in, I think it was seventh grade, 1980, when I started writing graffiti. Okay, I was a quiet, shy kid. Uh, didn't talk much. Wanted to fit in because now I'm in the environment. You know, I'm out of the neighborhood, uh, not out of the neighborhood, but out of my element as far as school because I was in Catholic school. Now I went to a, a public school uh, in middle school because I, I had gotten left back for throwing flutes, which they call them recorders, out the window. 
and uh, the nun, Sister Mary Dennis, which she just dropped dead, that bitch, uh, you know, she was 110 back then, so she must have been about 180 or whatever when she passed away. Anyway, uh, the school system back then uh, in Catholic school was pretty much corrupt. So, like, my mother went up to school and said, uh, um, you know, let me pay for it, you know, because they punished us and all this crap. And then when our parents, because it was a few of us, when our parents went up, you know, my mother was like, hey, listen, um, you know, I'll... I'll just pay for it, you know, and just let it be. You know, they're kids. They, they, they were stupid for doing what they've done, so on and so forth. So the nun, uh, Sister Mary Dennis, tells my mother, she goes, no, no, no. She goes, uh, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. You're not going to pay for them. Uh, but, you know, they're all getting left back. And right away, my mother was like, getting left back. She's like, I got to give an envelope. Every, every Sunday at church, right, I got to pay tuition, and now you're going to hold my son back because he threw flutes out the window. You know what? I'm taking him out of Catholic school. So now my mother throws me into the wild environment because this school was right down the block from my house. We all grew up together, you know, all the kids in school or not. So now I, I clam up when I'm in public school. So that was fifth grade. So now by the time I hit seventh grade, um, it's 1980, and I want to fit in because I, I was petrified pretty much. Sixth grade, actually. I'm sorry. And uh, I learned how to write. I had uh, uh, soap, TSK, Frost, a bunch of these guys. They were teaching me hand styles. You know, they gave me the tips, you know, wiggle your wrists and this and that and so on and so forth and pretty much, you know, try to be uh, uh, the same uh, the same stroke the whole time, you know, that repetitive, in other words. And um, with the, this was with the graffiti. So now I'm the shy kid, gets left back, goes to public school, scared shit type of shit, want to fit in, graffiti's around, and this is how I learned the graffiti part. Now, come ninth grade, I'm in high school. And still, I was a bit shy because, you know, Graf was like, you know, the neighborhood bomber type of shit, going here, going there, you know, always quiet. Then somebody comes up to me and says, wow, man, I wish I knew how to DJ because I could get like, I think it was $400. Now, back then, that was a lot of fucking money. So I'm saying to myself, hmm. So I'm like, I'll do it. And meanwhile, I didn't have a record. I didn't have turntables, nothing. The party was like three months away. Uh, I talked to the person the whole nine yards. I start buying records, right? Get turntables. Start learning how to mix. Thought I learned how to mix. So pretty much I, I kind of went two months, 12 hours a day, learning beats, buying records, this, that, so on, so forth. I become a DJ, right? To, you know... To, to get myself out there more. And it was kind of hard for like the first few years. After that, uh, I started getting booked for private parties like communions and, and graduations and that sort of shit. So now I get handed a piece of paper 
with with announcements and I and I oh if I tell you I started sweating because I was scared <laughs> and I was like holy shit what the fuck am I gonna do so I just you know pretty much closed my eyes did made believe made believe that there was no one in the room I did what I had to do I, of course I fucked up I remember fucking up and as time went on I just grew a pair of balls I was like you know what these people are paying me. Let me act like I know what I'm doing when it comes to the microphone. Uh, now, the DJ part, you know, that, that was easy because I don't talk to, you know, I don't talk to a crowd looking at a record. I do what I got to do. So anyway, I got into it. I started loving it. And then I started dancing. I would throw long tracks on. I would go out to the crowd. I would dance. You know, I had a good time. So basically, from the shy kid to the graffiti, to the DJing, and then the voice. And then when I started doing the podcast, I kind of bugged out too. But uh, yeah. it was great because yeah. then it was just it you know, a, a natural thing. It seems like it's like, it's weird because like, so when I, like, I'm not naturally artistic, you know, like I'm, you know, I, I feel like a lot of times with any like artistic endeavor, I have the put in 10 times as much effort to get like, you know, just to get through the steps or whatever. And when I was doing the podcast, I remember the first few episodes were really, really raw and, you know, of legends Thursday. And I, I just was like, and it's, it's so weird how parallel it is where like, all right, I got to get better at this. I got to fucking make it happen. I got to, you know, I started really doing a lot of research on like interviewing people and like looking at and listening to so many different interviews with like the best interviewers, you know, Howard Stern, mm -hmm. um, best, Larry, best. Larry King, Oprah Winfrey. And I mean, I, I never had listened to Larry, King, Oprah, you know, even Joe Rogan's really good, but listening how they do it. And then like, teaching myself through like YouTube and all this other stuff, really trying to get like better at that. Because I think in the beginning I was too raw and I, I couldn't do it justice like I wanted to, because with legends Thursday, that was my way of like, and I've said that the whole time of giving back, mm -hmm. but it was like really trying to push myself to get better at it. So it would be, you know, something to, you know, like I, I never have been the best interviewer, but I was trying to do my best I could on it. It's just weird how like because we're about to, it's like persistence of we're gonna learn how to do this and do it right and do it justice in your case you know this was like you know your example was dj and mine you know mine could be tattooing could be graffiti or you know like when i did legends thursday and legends thursday was like a great thing to do and i really really enjoy doing that and um you know but it's you know it's done you know now and you know there's other things that I've moved on to and stuff but it's still interesting to hear the pair in other people's lives of where they get passionate about something and then just go all in mm -hmm. all in that's, that's it really, that's yeah, it uh, I mean, I mean honestly I mean it, it's like I told you too I mean like I really really love doing it but towards the end I really started and I think I told you last week I mm -hmm. like, also too I, I would each time I would do an episode I would like read and talk to some people the people I was like gonna do an episode with and you know it's only be applying like an hour's worth of like reading material and stuff on them but sometimes 
you know, like Espo and some of the other people, like a lot more, it was like hours and hours of like looking and then having like a bunch of subjects. So like I could, if I started having a mental block, I could go back to those and be like, Oh yeah, well, what about this? You know, and this, that, the other thing mm-hmm. and just being, because that's one thing I also like started reading about with like interviews are really good interviewers. Those guys and girls who are really, really good at that. The reason why is because they do so much research on the before mm-hmm. they do an episode, you know, before they do an interview with him that they've got, um, of course they have a team to do all that shit, you know, but I mean, you can tell with like Howard Stern, like, man, it was just like, it was crazy. Like listening to, he's the best at it. And being such a, you know, he, weird he looks uncomfortable to people but he has that innate ability to making people feel comfortable so they'll talk about stuff that they normally wouldn't and that's one thing i really really try to do with you know legends thursday but there's a certain point doing all this research on people that the best i can explain it is i felt like i was losing myself in the experience and then that's right and then that last episode that I did with Espo, and there is one more episode that I want to release eventually that has like all people, and it was like, what's a positive way of getting back to graffiti? And one day, you know, I probably will release that, you know, on the down low or whatever, but it's like, right now, I just don't feel like with all the stuff going on in my life and stuff, I don't think it's the right time. But mm-hmm. that's, you know, but I mean, it's, it's weird. People like, you know, when you really start to read about like people like Howard Stern or making an Oprah and they all talk about it that like it can get depressing in a hurry, you know, but also them their situation, they have like a huge money gain on it too. And with legends, there was never a money gain. I, and I made that absolutely from it's, the beginning. It's not, it's not. Yeah. It's a labor of love, you know, mm-hmm. it's totally a labor of love. So, but I mean, and then just leading this into what I know a lot of people want to know is like, what's up with the podcast? Why are the episodes off? And, you know, I, I made sure I wrote that down because I wanted to touch on that. Like, so I took all of the episodes of Legends Thursday off um, about, I think, about a year mm-hmm. like an email every day to every other day asking what happened. Well, I never liked the sound quality on them. And I had the opportunity where a good friend of mine is like a sound engineer. And he's like, I will remaster and edit and like, you know, because like the ads don't make any sense to have on there anymore. Um, and for $25 an episode, which is a great fucking deal. Mm-hmm. So I, I gave all of them to him and then he started the process of that process. I, um, and you know what it is and you know, people who know me what it is, but we'll just keep it off for now. I right. came into investment and it's investment that was, you know, my, myself and my wife and like our future adopted kids and everything in a really good possession, uh, position financially. And that had to become like right. $25 an episode. So just like a little bit four grand. It's like four grand is not what I have in my pocket right now because all my money went into this investment. Once my money gets better, you know, mm-hmm. then I can revisit editing those and then presenting those and putting those out in a way that, you know, in a packaged way, a bunch of people have been, you know, said, well, why don't you have a GoFundMe and this other thing? I have that opportunity to do that, but that's not the route that I really want to go because I think GoFundMe accounts, I'd rather those are better used for other things, you know, and point, you know, I don't really care what other people do, but with me, 
I'd rather do it on my own with my own money than ask for a handout from other people, you know? Mm, yeah, but the so. donations, the donations never hurt. I mean, I personally never asked for anything. I was actually thinking yeah, about, you know, putting a, putting a, a donation uh, thing. Uh, my, actually, my wife was looking into it where, you know, if you want to donate to the show, because listen, people don't realize it. This, this isn't free. You're paying, you're paying oh, for uh, bandwidth yeah. time. Uh, you know, you sign up and then you got this package, that package, and then you got to upgrade and it isn't free. Everything that I yeah. do is out of my pocket, just like you did. Uh, you know, yeah. I give shit away. I got to pay for shipping. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, the, the, the product I'm giving away, you know, whether it's a shirt, a canvas, sticker pack, whatever the case may be, you know, that's my time. And, and, and it's kind of funny because uh, before before we actually got on the phone, not not well, when I called you screwed up FaceTime or whatever, I, I said, listen, the track that I'm playing, if someone could tell me the right name to this track, I'm going to, you know, and you're going to. Make the comment on the post once I post the show. Uh, I'll know you're listening, and either I'll, you know, you you name the track correctly, and I will give away either a T-shirt, a subway map, or or a sticker pack, depending on how I feel that day. So you it, know, it, once again, it's we, our our thing. It's not like yeah, someone it, gave and that's us. one. They, and, yeah. There was Coop, Coop, you're breaking. So, you're breaking up. Are you in a bad uh, part? No, no. I'm just like I can. Uh, what I'll do is it might just be because I'm in the house. But what I'm going to do is I'll jump in the car and then drive somewhere where I'll be a little bit better. <laughs> is that better right now? Uh, yeah, no, because you you broke up a few times, and I I don't want to. I I, I, oh, no, I, I mean, felt rude asking, but it seemed like you were getting uh, no, bad no. reception. Uh, no, it's not not a it's not a big deal to ask that at all. Like, no. trust me, if anybody anybody who you get to ask, I'm going to be the last person to get offended about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, let me uh, let me jump in my my car and get somewhere because I uh, where I live, it's not the best reception. So. Where, where but, I'm at, if I go outside down the block, I, I lose I lose signal. Period. So it's kind yeah, of it's, fucked up. Yeah, it sucks. It's like you know you you fucking pay. I think right now I'm paying like a hundred or two hundred dollars a month on a fucking my cell phone bill. And you think it would be fucking work better? I, I, so, I wish but, I wish that was my bill. I got I got my kids, my wife. Forget about it. It's like four hundred. Yeah, it's yeah, fucking Jesus insane. Fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking my bu- car payment. My my business is on mine. My my business and shit is on mine. So that's why it's fucking so so. You know, it's like, but it is what it is. You know, mm-hmm. but the. uh I mean, but when I was doing the podcast, I mean, like I, my goal was always to break even and I was able to do that with like, like, I'm like, Mm. I thought I thought I lost you for a second. You sounded like a robot for a split second. I do. I do want to, I do want to say one thing. Uh, Coop flew over to New York Came to my house. We were supposed to go to all the right. Uh, I don't know, gut feeling. I was like, I'm inviting him to the house. It'll make it easier because we were supposed to meet in the city. Then at all the right. And then I was like, hey, why don't you just come to my place? Comes over and gave me several gifts. And the best gift I got, Coop, and you could you could confirm, 
was a little truck, and on that truck was a two buck. And oh yeah, the two buck truck. Yeah. Yeah, and what did he? It was maybe a month or so, maybe a little more that he had passed. Yeah, yeah, he had like it was like. I think it was months before that, if I months. remember right. Okay, I'm not months, two, whatever, whatever the case is. I'm not, I remember I'm when I saw that shit, I was like, oh, shit. I was like, wow. Fucking phenomenal. Yeah, so that was actually the uh, truth be told. The So, like, how we had it set up with uh, was, like, how I made it happen as far as, like, always breaking even, you know? Mm-hmm. And, a lot better at this Oh, technical difficulties. Check, check. Is that better? Well, yeah, I just lost you for a second. The way you oh, broke, the way you broke even was, and then I lost you. It's the uh, my fucking. I, I got this new car, and there's a boot on the <laughs> on the fucking radio, and it always jumps on, and it fucking pisses me off. And I'm since uh, just a. Uh, yeah, just like now. Yeah, you gotta you gotta shut the audio off. I think. Yeah, I, I fucking got it. Like, uh, yeah, basically how it worked. There's two different. Gonna have to back Ricky. it up. The way it worked. The way it worked. Yeah. This, so there's a bunch of. You know, people and stuff like that that, you know, sponsored it. So the truck was made by, um, was it, uh, this company, and you're going to kick yourself in the ass for not toys. And they made. What toys? Say it again. What toys? Oh, Phil Force. Yeah, yep, yep, yeah. He's a good, super solid guy. So he had donated like a ton. And. And then I was able to sell some of that stuff and that paid for it. And then there was just other things. And then there was a bunch of writers that had made shirt designs and stickers and stuff. And we got to sell those shirts. And it was like, it meant a lot to me not to just like take the designs and, and shoot the shirts. We also mm-hmm. did, we we cut the props and gave, gave money to the yard. Right. Like, broke again you know it's always the goal with legends thursday but that's how how we made it happen and uh but it's you know it's like it costs a lot of money to fight and people don't understand it like the like the bandwidth and everything else and like the design and mm-hmm. it's just a lot of time it takes a lot of money to do a podcast and people will hit me up about it and i just tell them it's like hey if you're gonna do it go for it but it's not fucking all Rain, rainbows and unicorns and bunnies and shit a lot of times it's really really stressful a lot of like long nights and you know like in my case you know like I myself a lot of times you know in it you know but it was still a cool experience you know it's like it's cool like, doing the ones on the phone but it was also cool like the experiences that, that I had in my head of like traveling across Canada and you know sneaking in this recording equipment you know, mm-hmm. like sneaking it, mailing it up there, and then picking it up, and you know, getting fucking hit by access for importing like electrical equipment, mm-hmm. like taking a train all the way across Canada and interviewing writers. So that was one of the coolest things. You know, there was like a bunch of writers, like you know, 
that I never had met, but I had knew, known from trading flicks or magazines and stuff like that from right. years ago. I mean, mm-hmm. Apex is like, well, I, I've been friends for, you know, like Big Miles and Keeps and a bunch of other people, Tars, you know, um, say there was like just a ton of people that I got to meet that I've known for so long and that was a really good experience. And then just traveling, you know, like I, I was able to travel for free at that time. It was, it was just a, it was an iconic experience, but it was definitely one of those, like, in that two years I was doing it, you know, I feel like I aged, you know, like, mm-hmm. crazily, because, you know, it was just, like, every every month I was in a different city for, like, three, four days, to do these episodes and trying to do so much, you know, right. so many, so many of these, you know, interviews and stuff, but at the same time, there was, like, people I've met who've become lifelong friends who are just really, really good people. But there's the other flip side of that is where there's like a bunch of writers that met that were fucking dicks, you know? And I was just like, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's... Yeah, it that's it. That, that, that happens to everybody. You know, you, you think uh, you think they have one type of persona, you finally meet them and you're like, what a fucking dick, you know? Yeah. It, it happens. I mean, that's just natural. It's, uh, it's everyday occurrence to people whether it's in the, the, the music industry, graffiti uh, industry, or just plain life in general. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know? I, I've, I've heard someone smarter than the... If you take anything, you know, pipe, weld, because, you know, flooring, you know, a tattoo artist, graffiti artist, you know, sign painters, whatever, percent of them are going to really suck and probably just be people there's gonna be 20 20 percent that'll be like good people and really probably good at their craft and then there's like the 60 percent that's in the middle and it's just like you just hope whatever you're doing that you're in the middle there and you know it's like but it's like a lot of like i mean sometimes i have like really really good experiences you know where i'm like oh shit this is fucking awesome and you know like those happen to be the one like that happened more often but there's a few times where i met people where i was like wow like or like i just talking about on the phone and stuff it's just like wow this person is like a whole prick i remember one yeah. person that i all always looked up to i loved his graffiti the fucking kid, you know, I really looked up to him and he pre- he hit me up about doing an interview and it was at the end of love and I was like, no, I just don't have it in me and stuff. And then he was like, well, man, I'm not going to charge. And I was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, well, hey, listen, you know what? It's kind of funny. I reached out to somebody uh, and I was like, you know, listen, I think I think you would be a, a good candidate to be on the show, you know, old school, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and he messages me back. He was like, well, how much do you pay? And I was like, uh, how much do I pay? What do you mean? It's like, I give my time. You know, I do this to give back. I don't pay nobody. I don't pay anybody. Nobody pays me. What the fuck should I pay you for? I mean, I'm not ABC, CBS, or whatever the case is. Yeah. And I sort of kind of felt bad because, like, he sort of told me a, a sob story. Uh, I believe it, yeah. But I was like, hey, listen, you know, I, you know, thanks anyway, but, uh, you know, I don't do that. I just don't. I mean, don't get me wrong. Everybody's time is worth money. But, like I said, we, you know, I don't, I don't get anything out of this. I mean, 
You know, if you get stickers here and there, you know, great. Thank you. I appreciate it. And, I, and, and you know what? I love it. But you know what I like even better? You know, the emails or the DMs, you know, hey, thanks for doing what you do type of shit. You know? I love uh, that part, too. That's, that's the, one of the best things, you know, for me, getting out of, I mean, you, know, this, you know, this scenario here. It's, a, it's one of those things where that was, that was also one of the things that I really enjoyed. And then also when we would do our episodes and like, whether it was in the beginning, it was Solo and I, and then um, eventually it was Ryo and I at the um, after the episode was done, we would, you know, sit there and talk about it. And then we would read mail from different, you know, like people who had listened to the uh, podcast. Right, emails and stuff, or DMs, or whatever the fuck it was, and and that was something that was really really cool because we started. I knew the numbers, and I I very rarely went public about the numbers, um, you know. And when we got blocked all of the records of that, you know, I I just like one. I remember that the the first month of the Ick episode was on. It was like I think it was 168,000 people listening to that one, and that was when that's when it hit me. Where I was like, "Holy shit!" It's like a lot of motherfuckers than me. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel like I had as much to say. And I, as the podcast moved along, I like started trying to learn that I had to reel it in because a lot of my friends were like really really good you know constructive you know would give me really good constructive criticism you know like dude no one wants to hear your fucking story because no one does you know like you've already said it it's this is time to let them talk and uh, i was really thankful that my friends had that relationship with me that they could talk to me in that way and uh that was something that i think really helped the podcast especially towards the end and then you know and then there was like the finishing part where Ryan and I would read the mail or so and I would read the mail and then sometimes we'd have guest people on there and stuff. And I thought that put a different dynamic on the podcast too, that, you know, just added another layer and it really, really helped. And I think that, you know, it, it just helps the, I wouldn't say a product or whatever, but it helped legends Thursday grow into this great thing. And legends Thursday almost came back. It was like, um, it was like probably six months ago, had one approached me with an idea of like having where it could be like four writers or five writers or and like talking like you know about like you know one subject and I really really like that idea and I think that would have been the next level for Legends Thursday but like uh, Pen One and I we just couldn't figure out how we could make it work you know mm-hmm. and uh, it was like a really bummer a big bummer because that was like a really 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 great idea and I hope that pushes forward and eventually does that but also i think it wouldn't have probably been good for me because there's like all this stuff going on with this investment and stuff and i wouldn't have been able to put all my heart into it but i mean it's like when penn won through that idea to me i was like yeah that's a really 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 good idea you know um because like then you could get like five writers in there and talking about like something you know i need to tackle but like really digging deeper than 
of surface graffiti interviews, you know, like mm-hmm. talk about like how depression affects writers or how like the pain effect has affected different writers. I mean, because when we did, you know, when we did Legends Thursday, there was a bunch of episodes. My favorite episodes were always the ones that had, you know, a few different guests and each guest had, you know, five ten minutes talking about some experience. And like some of that was like the health effects of pain. There was like another one that was uh, two that were talking about drug addiction or not drug addiction, just addiction in general. And mm-hmm. like people talking about those experiences. And it was, uh, it was funny too, because like I really wanted uh, keeps from uh, um, Vancouver to come on the podcast, but he was like, I'm not a legend. I don't want to be on that. I don't like, but then when I did the addiction episodes, he was like all on board. He's like, I want to be on that. I want to talk about my experience. And the addiction episodes were probably my favorite episodes to do because that was like what Legends Thursday was about. It was like, we're going to back in a way that's completely different because there's no, I don't know of any other graffiti media that has covered that subject like that because a lot of like, a lot of writers don't want to fucking talk about that shit. You know, Mm -hmm. they don't want to talk about addiction. They don't want to talk about like, I mean, because I mean, we've seen it, you know, like, you know, like the opiate epidemic has fucking devastated, you know, like America and like North America, but like writers have really, really got fucked by that. You know I mean? Like that's sad. That's sad. That that opioid shit. You know what? Thank God. uh, I never got into that. I, you know, I, I've known people that I would never expect that. You know, they didn't, like, do public shit, like, you know, smoking cigarettes, drinking beer. You know, they just looked like normal people. And what I mean by normal people, one that didn't drink beer, one that didn't do blow or weed or whatever. And I know more than a handful of people that died from that. And uh, that shit well, we hit could, me I mean, hard. Like, yo, you could die from this shit. It, yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's it's funny because you and I, you know, have like um, actions right now going on. I mean, like I can say mine, but I don't want to air you out. But like the uh, we have similar things going on with each other medically. And mm-hmm. when I went to the doctor for mine, like the doctor, I fucking told her, you know, I was like, "Yo, bitch, like <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, I don't drink. I've really drank in my life, and I've done any." want to be subscribed for this you know for my pain and she was like oh it's okay you know we'll wean you off it you know this and i was like are you not you know like are you not listening and i was she's like take an anti-inflammatory and i was like there's no fucking market that i had for me yeah i can you know uh or something like that and i was like give that to me and she's like oh okay i guess i could give that to you and it's like the fuck would you start hmm. with the opiates and like if i had those fucking like episodes and then that could have been my gateway right there you know and mm-hmm. it, it's just so it's so weird with opiates and like the stuff going on there and i don't pretend to be an expert on it at all i did the research for those episodes but most of those episodes the people that came forward who want to talk about those experiences, that was like 
that that was their story, not mine. But the things I learned from that is like, I'm not fucking with that shit. I'm staying as far away from that. But I mean, like, it's like those were the things that were really, really good about the podcast, you know. About, yeah, like, it's, 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 it's a priceless experience. I mean, you, you know, yeah. you, you, when you say dig down and and you get into it, you know, people are people are sharing their heart and soul. You know, things that they probably wouldn't tell anyone else. You know, yeah. there's, there's obviously a comfort level. I mean, you've you've reached plenty of writers in ways that other people haven't. And, uh, you know, you, you should pat yourself on the back. But when but you... But a lot of that, a lot of the reason, though, that happened is, like, wasn't because of me. Like, it was, like, literally because, oh, God, I love this Thursday. Like, people... Bring that back a little bit. You you totally went off. Uh, okay. It was Legend Thursday, and it went out. Yeah, the uh, I believe firmly the reason the six Thursday wasn't my podcast was like strictly because the listener gained ownership over it, and mm-hmm. they got behind it. I think. And, and that was my intention from the beginning. It's like I wanted this to be like her podcast. Well, you know, really just extremely behind it was so successful. It's because of that, you know, and it's like I think that it's it just, it was one where it was like very, it's surreal looking back at it. But like like I said, the success and all the people who listen to it and this and that the thing, I think coming to it from the place of like, you know, like honesty and, you know, like being like, I'm not, you know, an interviewer, but I'm going to do my fucking best. I'm going to try to fucking learn how to do it, you know, but then also on top of that, it's like, this is going to give back, but then people just owning it. I mean, it is it's crazy how many people bought those shirts. I couldn't fucking believe it, you know, like, and, you know, because Pen one did one, um, clown, you know, from California did one and then, you know, a bunch of writers did them and and it was just like, it was awesome, you know, and they, hmm. you know, they designed it. It was cool too, because it was like one of those things where I was unpocketing all the money, you know, it's like, it, like all those things, I think put it in a place where people could own it more and like, right. you know, kind of fall in love with it. And, you know, just, you know, I think that was the, and I can't remember my exact point, but I really wanted to hammer the point of like, I don't believe I was the one who like owned it. It was the, these other people, like the people who got behind it, you know, it was like, it was really, really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, that, that's, so. that's, that's a great thing to hear too, you know, because Hey, listen, graffiti isn't just about graffiti. I'm sure we got yeah. into it. Uh, the addiction we had for the, for the aerosol was an addiction in itself, but you know, people tend to not realize there's other shit around that graffiti artist, bomber, writer, however you want to categorize them, you know, who had issues with, with uh, family, who had depression, who had, you know, addiction of any sort. And, uh, you know, we, we are, you know, America. <laughs> you know, America is not the perfect place. And neither is your average person. And you know, that, that addiction thing, it's funny because I came across that on the internet today. Uh, funny that you had mentioned it because I, I was just thumbing through. 
uh, you know, podcasts and graffiti and this and that. And uh, the addiction came up and I was like, oh, there he is. It was it was it was fabulous to even uh, for me to see it and you to say it. Not that the listeners listening to this this podcast would know, because it was something that happened prior to the phone call, and uh, it's yeah. like a karma type of thing. You know, shit comes well, around. Yeah, I mean that, that is that addiction episode. How that even came about? Just, I mean, you know, there's just so many people passing away. I think what really prompted that was Trey's passing and a bunch of people were, I if I remember right, people were pressing. It's like, you know, they're like, Coop, you really got to think about doing that now. Now is the time. And then and I just didn't feel like it was right for me to do it because like, I'm not that, you know, I don't like, I, you know, I've never done any drugs. Thing. Right. I don't really, I, I don't think I have that. I, I should have that. Gene. I mean, my, my fucking family tree is like completely fucked up, but for whatever reason, I haven't, you know, um, got addicted to drugs at least, you know, um, and alcohol. And I, I feel very blessed for that. It's never started. It. So, I mean, like I never had the chance of, but the well, people getting behind that mm-hmm. one and just being like, yeah, yeah. Like you got to do that episode. And that, that episode was like, of all the episodes, I really feel like that was probably the best one or one of the best. And that was all because of like the people who stepped forward because very big writers who stepped forward to do that. And then there was people who had like only been involved in graffiti culture for a year with true or something, you know, and they all like talked about their experiences. And it was also really interesting when they, a lot of those people that were part of NA and AA and stuff, or just a lot of them were covering how open they were. Like if you, are having a problem with this, hit me up on Instagram and this, that, and everything. That was just something, it takes you, you know, to step back because it's like these people have gone through it and they also want to help people get through it. And that, that, the, the selflessness in those individuals was something else where it's like, holy shit, this is really something. Hmm. So you, you basically, I, you basically sat back and just indulged on, on yeah. uh, priceless conversation, an uh, interview yeah. that uh, went far beyond your wild imaginations of, yeah. you know, as far yeah. as playbacks and downloads and, and whatnot. What the fuck? Oh, hold on a second. I got, I don't know if they could hear that, but my alarm is like going off. Yeah, your uh, alarm's going off. Oh, you did hear it. Yeah, sometimes I wonder if you could actually hear the background noise. I mean, I got my kids <laughs> running around. I got the dog fucking barking, you know, but um, yeah, it's, you know, uh, I can't, I can't, I can't stress it any more than what it is in all actuality. You know, people uh, of all walks of life have different issues, and just because one is from A, the other one is B, C, D, it doesn't mean that they don't go through the same uh, addictions and 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 heartbreaking stories and messed up families abuse and this and that it's just that but, when you actually get someone to speak of it you got to respect that and yeah you know and for, that's the, one of the hardest right. things in our culture because like people like are taught especially from uh, because we're about you know like i said before we're about the same age like 
you just didn't talk about that shit when we were growing up. I mean, no. like, you, your, your, your dad wouldn't talk about like, you know, like shit. You, you try to talk to a Vietnam veteran about their experiences in Vietnam. That shit's not going to happen. You try to talk to your like grandfather about Korea. Fuck no. And like, it mm-hmm. wasn't talked about. And I, I think that it's, it's better in some ways. People are put in positions where things are put out there more, you know, so people can deal with that stuff better. So they don't like, you know, it doesn't severely fuck them as bad as, you know, it's, it's really, yeah, really it's, cool. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. I mean, to that aspect, yes, because you know, uh, how many people came forward from 20, 30, 40 years ago of, you know, who was raped or who was molested and, you know, Back then, you were, uh, you know, if you were a kid and you went through some, you know, sad situation of being molested or whatnot, and you brought that up, you would, you would, you would get punished for it. You know, yeah. the, they, they would shun you, so to speak. So, well, I mean, America, America has a, a long history of like, you know, demonizing victims. I mean, like, uh, yeah. I mean, and you. Bill Cosby, I mean, it's like hilarious when people talk about Bill Cosby as like, man, I had no idea that he was doing that. People, you know, in Hollywood and in entertainment knew that he was doing that shit for fucking decades and mm-hmm. no one stepped forward. It's like hilarious that there's a, there's a chick that I dated for a short amount of time and she was a comedian. Um, she was a comedian and one of her friends was the assistant to Joan Rivers, right? And Joan Rivers had her assistant, you know, go to Bill Cosby's house, have him fill out these forms. But if he fucking invites you in, tell him you got shit to do and fucking go take care of some other stuff and then come back. Don't go into his fucking house. And I mean, that's like, I was like, holy shit. Like this guy, like he was a predator from way back. And it just, and like there were so many women who came forward just got like, you know, it would either get settled by the court or he would just like shut them up, shut them up. And it's like, yeah, pay it's weird. Off. Yeah. You pay them like, off. Pay off the what do you, what do you, what do you think the, 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 the jello put in, put in pop came from? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean like it, it, it's, it's ironically how that often are where it was like, his name his comedian's name is Bill Burris. Um, he's a black comedian and Bill Cosby was coming down, uh, as he usually would. A lot of times he would come down on other black comics for working blue and Bill Burris called him on on Twitter and said like, who the fuck are you to say anything? You're out here raping, men. you know? And then that thing, Bill Cosby. Wait, 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 wait. Bring, that, bring that back. Well, who are you to? What's that? You you broke up again. He came, okay. uh, the the comedian said Bill Burris. Bill, Bill Burris, Burris said, like, "Who so are you?" Bill, Bill, Bill. Yeah, he he said, "Like, who the fuck are you, Bill Cosby, to say anything about black clowns raping with?" And there's like this whole long list of you know and stuff. That is what that stuff on Twitter is started that to that snowball effect of what like basically buried uh beer you know it's uh I, I don't know if i've got that name right but people can talk rule it or whatever but that's how like bill cosby's career got canned and prison now 
is because of that one crucial episode. I mean, it's like, it's weird. You know, you know what I find weird too? I mean, listen, when, when you have issues, the, the, the best thing, like, you know, as a person to yourself, you know, for you to do is to admit you have a, a problem, right? No, yeah, matter, no matter what it is. Um, what I didn't understand was how uh, people were actually angry that Bill Cosby got arrested, Oh, you know, they're taken away from his shine. He was a great person. No, he wasn't. And it doesn't matter if he's black or fucking white. You know, yeah. what well, he I mean, did was wrong. Well, I mean, that, that's the, the funny thing about all this, too, is right now, like, there's a lot of, you know, people who, like, will say how, like, the white cisgendered, you know, male is the biggest, you know, enemy of, you know, like, the people or whatever. But, I mean... Like between R. Kelly, Bill Cosby, you know, um, the guy who's on House of Court, um, Kevin, Kevin Spacey, all these individuals, those aren't white cisgendered males. Those and and they are like just as bad, if not worse. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's one of those things where like anybody can be corrupted if there's a way in there to be corrupted. And it's not, it doesn't matter that they're, you know, white men or black men or, you know, even a woman or whatever. I mean, it's like, I know someone who like fucking worked for a very big company and, uh, you know, he was, he was like a great, he was great at his job. He did a good job, but the lady that was his boss basically told him like, if you don't fuck me, I'm going to get you fired. And that's what happened. And he was at a really good living, you know? I mean, it's just, it's one of those things where like, there's evil people out there, you know, there's fucked up and flawed people, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the bigger issue right now. Those things in my mind have to be dealt with, with these people, you know, and those things, you know, like the context of how fucked up they are is what has to be dealt with. And like, you know, like I said, you know, Legends Thursday was great. I felt like I gave back, but like now I felt that wasn't enough either. And now like I'm giving back to the community in ways. I'm, I'm trying to like come up with, with ways to, you know, give back to the community on more of a local level. And I've been, you know, successful with that too, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. really happy about that with like between neighborhood organization, organizing and stuff like that. You know, it's, it's been good, you know, like the last, last year has been really eye opening. I don't know where, where it's going to lead me, what path it's going to lead me, but I'm very like, I'm proud of what I've done in the past when it was positive things, some negatives I'm not, but like, these other things that I'm being involved in now where it's like with neighborhood organizing and finding out that like, you know, like your city does like everybody's city tries to do things for their people. And then you find out more about that stuff. It's, you know, it's cool whether it's like a needle, you know, you know, a fresh needle program or like involved in or like childcare or even like, I mean, like, you know, there's, this one brewery here that worked with a neighborhood organization to clean up their neighborhood one day a year. And it's just, there's a lot of cool stuff going on in the U S and beyond. And mm-hmm. I had to be more involved in that kind of stuff now too, which is like, and from like when you're a graffiti writer, kind of like, it's, it's sort of, it's sort of like paying your debt to society for all the bad you did. That's yeah, the, yeah, uh, that's how I look at it. I don't know about you, but that's to, to me, I feel that, Yes, you know, it was vandalism, uh, but, you know, I had a respect, you know, it may sound like a double standard, but, you know, I had certain respects. Uh, I did, 
you know, I had a rule, you know, not personal property. It was commercial, something that was already vandalized. But at the same time, like, you know, these interviews and stories from different walks of life in this in this game, it's like, yeah, we're giving back uh, to the culture. We're, we're bringing out a story from an individual that people may know or may not know. And it's just... For me, it it is it is gratifying. It really is, and I just yeah. love doing it. I love shooting the shit. Yeah, it, it's a it's one of those things that's like, and like I was telling you last week, you know, it's like there's not too many people I can talk to who would be in like my peer group of because they've never done, you know, like, you know, a hundred some episodes of like podcasts, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, so it's like there's very few people that are in that peer group that I talk to, and you're one of them, and it's. It's an interesting, you know, it's it's an interesting thing, but, you know, like the effects that we're having on this culture of graffiti, you know, it's really, really awesome. But like I said, you know, like now, now I'm on some other shit and I don't know where this is going to fucking take me. I, I know that like what I want to do is, I, you know, my wife and I want to adopt a kid next year. Hopefully we can do that in the summer. It seems like every summer we have to fucking push it off because of big, huge things, mm-hmm. you know? Um, like hopefully we'll be able to do that and then we'll see where where that leads you know but i mean like with being involved in local neighborhood like kind of organizing and stuff and really giving back to you know the the neighborhood that i'm proud to be you know like live in and you know be a part of it's something really special and like and now there's other things that i'm even doing with like my own personal business plan where it's like years ago i saw how like target would give you know because i I got the opportunity to go to um, Target headquarters once up up here because I was dating a chick who worked there because Target's like huge in fucking Minnesota and uh, because they're from here. And I saw how they 5% to like charitable organizations every year. And I was like, and you never know about that unless like you had been to their headquarters because they don't really slap it on everything like Walmart or some of the other companies would do. And I was like, I want to do that with my businesses one day. And like now I'm in the position where I have been able to like, it's a struggle when I have to do that the first of the month right now, because it's something that we have like so much money invested um, and tied mm-hmm. up right now. Right. But I feel like like you know, when I talked to my wife and she's like, maybe you should just wait until we're doing better. I said, we're going to do this shit when we're not doing financially better, because if you don't do it right away, you can easily keep putting it off and putting it off and putting it off, you know? And like last month we did this really fucking cool thing where we like gave, gave a bunch of money to these two organizations that give kids in foster care, like duffel bags and bags to keep their stuff in that instead of hefty bags, because that's the, that's the norm in foster care is where they, they give yeah. these kids in foster yeah. care, like so a hefty sad. bag. Yeah. I mean, and it's like really dehumanizing, but it's what the beauty of it too is it's like, those are often nonpartisan things. You don't have to pick a side because like right now it seems like everybody wants to pick a fucking side. Everybody. Mm. Yeah. That's oh, all. That's shit. a whole different issue. To, uh, yeah. I, it, uh, it's fucking ridiculous. It's, it's far beyond ridiculous. It's yeah. uh, it's Americans trying to kill Americans. I, I just don't fucking yeah. understand. It's like a crack epidemic. I don't either. It's a crack yeah, epidemic. It, it, Everybody should just get along. I mean, bottom line, yeah. society today is corrupted by the media. It's corrupted by the politicians. 
You you don't know who you can't believe anymore. So what you're yeah. doing with your life right now, Coop, and what you've done with your life, it's still something that was a personal thing. You understand? I, I'm no doctor, but trust me, it's from what I see with a lot of people that I've you know known, uh, interviewed, so on and so forth. When you could sit back. And, and just say certain things, you know when someone's full of shit and when they're not. What you're, yeah, what you're, what you're trying to do is, is you're just trying to be that, that, that American citizen, man. The, the one that's well, trying but, to help, you know, but, but also without, with, with without a deck like, of cards. There's no deck of cards there. But, but at the same time, I, because I've seen this happen, there was one time where, you know, someone came down on me pretty hard and the person I re- really care about them mm-hmm. I think they're a great person they're awesome and they came on me for something that I posted in chips you know and it was like you know, that sad, but it was like my reaction to it was like you know I made fun of it even more which was probably not the most adult thing to do but it was like at the same time after dissecting later like they had like such a high like outlook at me that when they saw this one thing, they were like, you know, fuck him, you know? And, wow. Wow. That's, and, that's and, a like, closed minded person. Yeah. But at the same time, like my reaction to it wasn't probably the best either. And that's my point is like, I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. I come from a fucked up upbringing. You know, it's like, like I think I'm at, I, let me share this one story. This is where I came from in my round. And like, I feel like I've done pretty fucking well for myself considering my mother had me when she was 16 and she got knocked out by an outlaw biker who was like 34. And have, I have a complete disconnect from my, my biological father. I haven't seen him since I was four. He's dead now. But recently I met my uncle for the first time and my uncle has a bunch of pictures Right. And he's a Southern gentleman and he's showing me these pictures and he points to this woman in this picture. She had blonde hair. She looked young, maybe in her early twenties. And he says, he's like, see that, that lady, your dad shot her in the foot. He shot. No, he said, your father shot that bitch in the foot. And I was like, what? <laughs> he shot her in the foot to tell her Mind ever she steps that she fucked up and she's going to have to deal with that pain for the rest of her life because mm. she should be back to your mother when your mother not you and that's the environment I come from hmm. like people I still don't think like, oh, this great liberal who really fucking cares I do a perfect and I didn't come from a perfect situation I don't want people because I have plenty of skeletons in my closet that I can own every day that, you know, I'm not perfect. But at the same time, I continue to try to become a better everything I can. And, and at the same time, though, I can't dedicate all my nighttime to public service. But what I can do is, like, get my money right, my business going, and then give back to you know, the community. And that's where, where I'm at right now. It's like, I gave back to graffiti because graffiti gave everything to me. And now I'm trying to give back to a society that put me in a position where I'm not 
falling in my biological father's, you know, footsteps of being like a really crazy criminal, you know, shooting, you know, he shot a gun at my mother and he shot that woman in his foot and probably a bunch of other shit too, you know? So it's yeah. like, it's one of those things where I feel blessed to become who I've become, but I'm still not perfect. And I don't want anybody to put me on a festival, you know, because like, you know, like, what that one thing go? All of your, all of your gods are um, made with clay feet, you know, because that's right. that's what it is, yeah. you know. Like I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not, you know. Ever was graffiti king, I, you know, I did quite a bit, you know. I never became a king, you know. I just did did what I felt like I had to do at that time, and then the podcast was my way of giving back. And now it's like that taught me. I took those skills, and now I'm trying to have like a successful business because you know of the things I got for Legends and then also now I want to just do more with community organizing and then hopefully it'll work out you know hopefully it'll work out the biggest thing I'm trying to do is do it well, I, I think I think I think you'll be I think you'll be very successful because you have a good aspect of life uh, yeah, you know yeah. uh, listen we, we, we learn from mistakes and uh, you know what didn't kill us make us uh, smarter stronger yeah, yeah. you know yeah, and, I mean, like and that's, you, that's a fact what was that? Bring that back. Bring that back. God damn this fucking Your- phone. I'm going to I'm going to send you a phone. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, that no, I said like your prime example of that the things that, you know, don't kill you make you stronger, you know. I mean, it's like I mean, it's, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so, yeah. Yeah. One, one day one day when it's all over, you know, I I I will explain that uh what didn't kill you makes you stronger. Let me tell yeah. you, man, I really don't want to say, you know, through legalities and shit like that. But yeah. regardless, you know, life, life, I, I've learned to, to, to enjoy life. What I used to think was important was not. Uh, family is always important. I love my family. My kids are the best thing that ever happened to me. But do you know, to break it down real quick, you know what I enjoy? If I'm not working on a Saturday or a Sunday... I wake up early, I have a, you know, I make myself a cup of coffee, I go out in front of my house, I sit on the swing, I make sure the birds are fed, and I watch the birds come fly down to the tree and eat. And that, to me, is, is, is peaceful, it's relaxing, because, you know, I hear all these different chirps and whistles, and it's like, wow, you know... The simple things in life is what we tend to forget, but the simple things in life is what makes life a beautiful thing. Yeah, it, it's it, that's how it's I so feel. similar. That's so similar to like recently, like I got a duck hunting right because of my father-in-law, and I don't get a lot of downtime in my life. It just never has happened. I, I really try to stay as busy as I can, but like when I'm in that duck blind and just waiting and like looking at the lake and just the calmness of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's something that like, I really, really cherish every fall when, you know, duck hunting season comes because I've done it twice, you know, two years in a row now. And it's the same kind of thing where it's like, you just, man, like a lot of times with writers, we don't get a chance to really take in nature, you know? And when you get a chance, yeah, when you get a chance to do that, and like you, you get to, you know, smell the flowers and take in the breeze and like really experience it. Those are the things that 
really make it all worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you know, and I, the, the, I wish there was more times that I would have done that, especially when I was traveling around, whether it was like because of the podcast or when I was writing graffiti or when I was tattooing and traveling around, because there's sometimes where it's like, you just miss things, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like, absolutely. You know, Shit. You know, it passes you by in a blink of an eye. Yeah. yeah it does. Like, it really does. Yeah, I feel, I mean, I feel very fortunate that I'm still young in my life where I will be able to go back to those places, hopefully, when, like, this investment kind of stuff, you know, like, shakes out, and then hopefully I'll be able to travel again more and experience stuff with, you know, my wife and and with our adopted kid eventually and, you know, like, really take it all in. So, but, you know, it's like everything will happen at a time that it's supposed to, you know, so. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I'm a believer in that. I am a true believer in that. But also, I mean, like with what you're doing, Alski, I think that it's like, it's really, really good. I'm glad that you brought your podcast back. I know that there's like some people who, you know, like have issues with you because of like, you know, when you came in the freight game and stuff like that. And I've always called you a friend and, and you know, I told you what I thought of the stuff. You know, we had that kind of relationship where mm-hmm. I could tell you like, Hey man, you know, I don't yes, think that's the yes. smartest, what, what smartest everybody, move. What everybody needs to understand that's listening, uh, Coop broke it down to me. You know, he explained yeah. it to me, and I thank you, and I, and I credit you. I, I yeah. even give you the, the the spotlight on my comeback, and, and this is a true thing, that, you know, we had this discussion about the cell phone interviews. And yeah. at one point in time, in, in the back of my head, I was like, you know, I'm sitting down with people every week, and, you know, sooner or later, it's going to get tired. It's, uh, you know, I'm not going to be able to reel people in, and... Because of the, the, you know, the travel to the location. And it always stuck in the back of my head. And then my wife just kicked me in the ass. And she's like, listen, I'm getting fucking emails, DMs, this, that. When the fuck are you coming back? You, 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 made, you made a promise to these people. You're coming back. And I did. And I thank you, Coop. And uh, I thank my wife for kicking me in the ass. And it, yeah. I do not regret coming back. I, 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 I welcome it with, with open arms because I love it. It's just that, you know, that was a crucial part of my life, you know, that move I made. And then, you know, my incident, which, you know, will probably be public sooner or later, you know, our health issues, Coop. And uh, yeah. then I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I got to do it because I was going stir crazy. And yeah. the more I do it, Listen, I'll call you a friend till one of us are gone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, that's, and that's how I feel about it. And, and it's, it's funny because the that's how I feel about you. And, like, when people would, like, say, like, well, man, he went over, like, you know, this, that, the other thing. And it's like, yeah, man, he fucked up. But, man, it's like, there's one thing that I think is so funny, especially with freight train graffiti, but graffiti in general, mm-hmm. that if you fuck up, and you don't know better, it still helps you down the road. And I look at things like, I have good friends that have fucked up and gone over classic shit they shouldn't have. And not on freights, but on walls too. Mm-hmm. And I think the difference between the people that like I like and dislike is the person where you can be like, hey man, you fucked up. You did something fucked up. You should have. You shouldn't have done that. They take it. They learn from it. That's the person I want to be friends with. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be friends with a person who's like, "Fuck you" and "fuck him." You know, like yep. I will whoever yeah. the fuck I want because those those people who are like that, 
they, you know, a lot of times I've seen them. I used to have friends like, like this too, that did that same shit. Those are the people who are like, they're swimming in a sea of negativity. They're the 20% that make like a lot of other writers look bad. They're the ones who are gossiping on the internet. They're the ones who are like fucking negative. They're the ones who haven't pushed themselves to get to a better artistic level, you know? And it's like, to me, the best thing I can do is like, Hey, I'm just going to ignore those people. I'm not going to fucking like, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to put a spotlight on them and I'm also not going to like, you know, feed the flames, of, you know, like negativity that they're, you know, swimming in, you know, or mm-hmm. like, absolutely. You know, I, I understand it, you know, very well now. And like I said, you know, I, I thank you for all the information you've, you know, dropped on me, you know, the knowledge, uh, down, down to the bencher and the Monica, you know, I, 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 I love the fact that it's all, a family circle, so to speak. I mean, if everybody just wants to be family, but yeah. you know, like it, you said, I came into the game. I didn't, you know, I just came in full force, New York, fuck everybody, blah blah blah. And there yeah. were times, now, honestly, you know, Coop, I ain't gonna bullshit anybody. You know, there were times that it was dark, and <laughs> you know, you really, I really didn't see shit. You know, and, and I, I would fess up to it. Hey, listen, I'm sorry. You know, and yeah. uh, it is what it is. Yeah, but I mean, like, right now, it's, like, a weird, weird time, too, because, like, I mean, anybody who has, like, seen a fucking freight train go by in the last, like, five years know that everything's drilled. And, I mean, like, that happened in the subway era. That's when people start going over each other. And the same things happen now. And it's, like, I think the same rules apply where it's, like, only go over what you're going to burn, you know? You know, if it's, like, fucking just beyond and stuff hey man so that shit gets took you know and that's just mm-hmm. how it is you know yeah. and it's i mean it's but i mean there's also like things like you know it's weird because there's no fucking like it's not a black and white issue and there's a lot of gray and it's like yeah the person who's going to do a fucking whole car that's like fantastic that's a full-on production does he or she have the right to go over like an old classic freight of like pre's you know, who's like this fucking Philly legend who's like an afraid legend and who's like one of my biggest inspirations. But if he has something running from 1988, should that run and not get gone over? I don't fucking know. I mean, I know I wouldn't do that shit because I really want to see exactly. his shit ride. Exactly. But, but, they, they, but listen, then, there were plenty but, of times I walked by shit and I was like, wow, that shit's nice. I wouldn't go over it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It, it's it, it just it's it's uh, common sense. Uh, the yeah. thing, the thing that sometimes it's not though. Well, I mean, sometimes it's not because you know, I mean, there's there's plenty of people that plenty of people. I remember there was an individual, and I will not give him any fame, you know. But I remember like back when I was like really trying to be active, and it was like 2003. And this person, I could not fucking believe this person said this too. He he said like he's like basically was like bragging about he'll go over whatever and he doesn't care, and he was like. Uh, there's like this amazing writer from fucking uh, Canada uh, back in the day who wrote COS, COS, or it would be COS, COSOE, COSO. And he was like an amazing writer, fucking great writer. And his, like, this person I was talking to said, like, yeah, I mean, if his shit's in the yard, I'm going to go over it because, you know, sorry, bro, you're not on my level. And that's how I fucking equalize everything and, you know, level the playing field. And I was like, dude, you totally are missing it. And I was, like, so disgusted. But then at the same time, when that happened, I was like, well, fuck, I'm going to start going a lot bigger on streets now. <laughs> like, you, know, <laughs> because, you know, but I mean, it's, it's like, 
rock solid like graffiti artists and you know and then people start talking about like honor like you should you know respect the people who are before you i think it's ironic that i've seen so many people who say that stuff and i question like there's a lot of say that shit and it and believe it and they've always been respectful but i know for a fact that i've seen a few of those individuals who fucking say that shit and i know i've seen them be disrespectful to fucking legends and stuff and slammed over people Listen, so you know like, what that's exactly yeah. what i was gonna say i got slammed yeah. by writers from state to state and the biggest shit bullshit that i heard was one guy uh called me from an unknown number. I happen to answer the phone, says who he is. I'm like, yeah, I know who you are. And uh, he's talking all this shit. And he's like, yeah, you know, I got a thousand cars running and I never went over anybody. I was like, listen, yeah. my man, if you, if you think that I believe that, you're out of your fucking mind. There's no yeah. way in hell you did a thousand cars and a thousand cars were clean. All right? Yeah. Let, let's, let's drop the bullshit. Let's let's fast forward it a little bit. When I start looking at his page, and I start seeing fucking shit floating from the back of his fucking out, uh, outline and his and his clouds or whatever the fuck he's doing, and I'm saying to myself, "Hey, this is the person putting putting lights on people." And meanwhile, look at the shit he's doing. Then uh, yeah. another crew's talking the same shit, and what do they do? They do the same shit, dude. Yeah. I, look. If I if Every I if I say I did it accidentally, trust me, I did because I, yeah, okay, I'm a New Yorker. I could be a cocky asshole, and I never intentionally tried to disrespect anybody. Okay, and that's but, but a, and mean, that's a fact. Yeah, but I mean, it's a it's a thing though. It's it's funny about it. Like you know, return is like you can apologize, you can admit that you fucked up, but. There's just so many graffiti. Yeah, it, it's like, and you know, it, it, it's just so weird because it's, I mean, I, I I've become friends with people who fucked up, but they admitted that they fucked up and they fucking try to fix the issue, you know. And that I think goes a long way. And I'm not saying that people should have a green light for fucking shit up and then be like, oh, I'm sorry, because that's not right either. But it's like, uh, like these these things that come up. Uh, it's so funny how people try to make them a black and white issue, and it's just not. It's not a black. No. It's like a gray in there, and you know, it's I. I don't fucking know what the answer is because I don't know it all. You know, I mean, like I, I listen to people who are like in graffiti beforehand. You know, like you know, like I listen to those people that I look up to. And I want to listen and hear what their opinions of the situation are because that's what's going to affect my my decision you know, on Correct. how I'm going to take right. it, you know, because mm -hmm. like those are the people who are like, and also my peers too, you know, but I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it's weird right now, man. There's like a lot of fucked up shit going on on the rails. And, you know, there's a lot of shit that's like, we're literally at a moment in freight train graffiti where like some of the best pieces and best productions are being done. But we're also at the time in graffiti where some of the, some of the most disrespectful stuff is going on too. So it's like, if you want to have one, you have the other two. And it's just, I mean, it's really, really fucking tough right now. And it's like, I'm not no angel. I don't know the answer. You know, I don't, I, don't, yeah. I just and, don't. And God knows know. there's no angels here on earth. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And, and like trying to find an angel, like an angel and fucking graffiti is kind of like black, you know? So, 
Well, yeah, you, you know, look, like I said, and, I, and I'll publicly say it now on the show, for what I've done, I've paid for. Uh, you know, my apologies, it is what it is. It's done. Let's move on, and uh, <laughs> let's have a good time. <laughs> That's the yeah. way I look at it, you know. I, I, I've I mean, learned I've learned a lot, and like I said, I respect all. Uh, and now I respect the moniker. I had no clue, you know what I'm saying? And then I, I, I took the time out, walking car to car, and I'm like, yo, that shit is f- fucking nice. That's nice. This yeah. is nice. Whether it was nice or not, I started going around them. You, <laughs> you, you know? got it. Like, you and Marcher, you got it. We got to what? Well, like, we talked about it with Marcher Aaron. You have to see it. It's both. We're wearing those bows with Casino. That movie, like, will fucking life as far as he goes. You know, I mean, it's it's fucking intense. And, you know, I mean, there's, there's a lot of fucking... The monikers, their shit is getting taken out by weather and like you know the buff and stuff like that. So, and they're not the, the especially the old guys who work for the railroad. They're not around as much, you know. Like you don't see them. Wait, as which which anymore. one were you talking about, Burrow Tuxino or the the, the dark yeah. days? No, no, Bozo Tuxino. Yeah, Bozo, like, Bozo, you know, Bozo. I, I wrote an yeah. R instead of a Z. That that I, like, I actually took a note on that. I still, yeah, I still like, got to find that. Yeah, I mean, you got it. I've, I, I bought the DVD years ago. I got to watch it at Jacksonville while I was tattooing down there, and it, it's such a fucking life changing film because, like, graffiti artists sometimes. I mean, you just you don't know, you know, about like that's a whole different subculture, and we know about little, but like watching that was really, really, really educational. So that's my homework for you, Husky. Watch that fucking movie. Oh, I will. I will. I promise. I, I just wrote it in big bold letters on my on my notes. Bozo Tuxino. That's for everybody listening. Check it out. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll uh, text it to you too, so you can put it mm-hmm. on your like Instagram and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, think, I don't know if I have much much else to say. To well, listen. This is this is what I got yeah. to say. We 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 did a great show. You know, every show <laughs> to me is a great show, but uh, to you, my friend. My mm-hmm. pal, the man I had in my house because I had that gut feeling you were good people. To this day, I'll I got to get out there again. I'll, yeah. I'll still back that up. Hey, listen, I told you, and I'm not going to say that on the podcast, but I told you the deal. Yeah. When you get your ass over here, get ready. We're having fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, but, I, 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 I want to get out. Fuck, man. It just sucks with this investment thing. There's some, like, really listen, positive even stuff. If, but, man, even I don't get to could, travel. Look, even if you could get away for a weekend. You know what I'm saying? Shit. If you, if you <laughs> look, hey, when it's hot out, you let me know. Say, hey, listen, in about two, three weeks, I'm, I'm gonna have two days. You know, me, me and my wife want to, you know, take a ride. Listen, hmm. save the money on the hotel. You, you come to my house. How's that? Oh man, like, it, but that's the thing. Like right now, it's just, fuck, man. Like I haven't like, what have I worked? I think I've worked. I haven't had a day off. Since January sixteenth. God bless you. That was my yeah, my last day off. But you know, things will change. I'll, I'll yes, things you. things will change. Oh. Listen, I'm not saying yeah. you got two months to come to my house. Yeah, this yeah. is this is a life. This is a lifelong open invitation. Doors open. You know, 
time to fucking hang out, you know? See, just but, have but a the good thing time. about it is, Oski, you, you, you have to get on a plane and come to the land of 10,000 lakes, 10,000 mosquitoes. You get to learn about it. fucking ticks. I fucking, gotta do it. You know. Shit, I got ticks where I live now. Believe me, I'm learning. Yeah, yeah. I got a tick exterminator, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> yeah, I do. Like, I mean, it, it's one of those things like that that invitation is also passed to you. I mean, you got to come out here when I do. I really oh, listen. Fuck. I really yeah. do. And you know what? <laughs> Maybe I will take the opportunity on a weekend to shoot out because, uh, you know, I, I would really love to. When I when I was a kid, I loved the Minnesota Twins, the Twin City, the the. Oh you yeah, know, you said that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and and it's the truth, and I really would love to get out there. I really would. <laughs> and and listen, hey, I'm going to name a a, a a Twin City guy, Rod Carew. Oh man, you know you Rod Carew. Is he a baseball player? What is he? Oh shit! You're not a baseball fan. Dude, hockey, hockey. Oh, I'm from fuck. Minnesota. Yeah, I know. Come but on, the Twins, yeah. dude. The Twins. Rod yeah. Carew. Holy yeah. shit! All right, you know what? I'll break it down. I'll break it down, and then I'll send you to my cousins in Boston that uh, go nuts over the Boston Bruins. Those are hockey fucking fanatics. You know? Oh yeah, they are. They're oh hell oh, yeah! Baseball and hockey—that's all they fucking eat, sleep, shit, drink, and fought. But the the only the only thing that I know about the Twins is. Uh, when they had a champion in 91 or was it, it was like two of them. And I think it was 87 and 91, mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, something we, to that stole, effect. Yes. Yeah. My, my, uh, two of my friends and I, we stole my mom's car and fucking drove it down to the parade. That's, <laughs> that's the only connection I have to the twins. Yeah. So <laughs> look up but, Rod Carew. Fabulous man. All right. I'll do that. I'll continue uh, texting you and, uh, yeah, you're a good friend of mine too. I consider you a good friend. And, uh, well, yeah, I mean, thank you. You got any shout outs as we, as we get I, ready I, to wrap it up? I won't have any shout outs, but I do want to say that like every person, whether they are a bencher, writer, you know, a listener, whatever they were, you know, like, I really, really want to thank them for the great experiences that I had with Legends Thursday and for all the support, because if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have had that experience. And I really, really, like, can't say thanks enough to all of them, because it was really a fucking awesome thing. So, and then yes, hopefully, yes. hopefully one, one day we can re-release it, and then people can listen to those episodes, and, you know, um, hopefully it'll happen sooner than later, but... You know, like with this investment thing that I'm got going on right now, I don't think that's going to shake out for at least a year or so. See, so, but right. hey, it is what it is. Well, so, you know, it's it's just part of life, my friend. It's just oh, part yeah. of life. It's, it's a sad reality, but all right. Well, thanks, Oski, for uh, doing this with me. And then uh, um, just let me know when you want me to uh, post it on on my Instagram. Absolutely, and stuff. absolutely, Mister Coop. Once again, everybody, yeah, Coop. Go ahead, right. well, what happened? What happened? You just yeah, everything good? We're good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things, okay. things well, are good. Once gonna, again, gonna drive home, get some food. You know, yeah, uh -huh. you know? that was some long fucking yeah. ride. Anyway, yeah. uh, once again, uh, special thanks to Coop, legendary Thursdays graffiti podcast. Legendary. You're never gonna say that shit right, are you? Oh, uh, what did I say? Legend Tuesday. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, Legends oh, Tuesday. Fuck. No, no, Legends Thursday. Legend Let's, Thursday. Regina. I did say. Oh, I, I said legendary. Sorry. Yeah, like, well, I, you're you're I, a legend I to me. 
I regularly get messages from like people who know me. They're like, yeah, I was listening to Oski's episode and he, he shouted, yeah, don't say a legend. Shit. I gotta, I gotta, you know what? I got to write shit down, okay? I'm getting fucking <laughs> old. It is what it is. How, how do you like that one? Yeah, yeah. Legend. I I would... Legend Thursday. No, Legends. 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 That's what like, I said. Like, oh, Legends. Yeah, Legends Thursday. Legend? Yeah, Legends Thursday. Oh, that's oh, what I said. Yeah. Shit, I think I'm fucking you now. I think I, I, I yeah. just gave you a brain fuck. Anyway, awesome. let's let's keep it All at right, the Graffiti Thanks, Podcast. Coop, Minnesota's right. Thanks, best. It's really, it's really fun talking to you again, man. You oh, have a good day, it's okay? always a pleasure. I'll talk to you soon, brother. Right. Go enjoy Thanks. some food. And everyone out there, thank you so much. Yeah, I do fuck up. You know, it's only human. That's why it's real talk and it's raw and uncut. That's the way we do Right here at the Alski Show Each and every Sunday Check it out Download the app to Podbean Check it all out on www.outtocrash.com And my man Coop is true people uh, I wish the, uh, the recording was a bit better Obviously we had a little bit of issues with uh, the cell phone uh, situation once again, thanks again to all that support. The Alski Show. And we out like a trout, bitches. <laughs>